I'm Zachary David Busher. And how old are you? Um, I am nine years old. And why is Jesus better than anything else? Because his father is the creator. Being a kid isn't easy. You know you're supposed to be good, and sometimes you feel like you're doing a great job. But then the next minute, you do something wrong again. That's why we need Jesus, and to remember the good news of the gospel every day. Not just the part about when Jesus came to earth, but God's rescue plan from before he even created the world, so that we can see through every story in the Bible why Jesus is better than anything else and why he wants you to join him. Hey guys, I'm so glad to be with you again today on another episode of the Jesus is Better podcast. I'm Alicia Yoder, and we've been talking about how many years ago, God chose and cared for a people called the Israelites, even though they'd been living in Egypt as slaves. When Pharaoh wanted to wipe them out by killing all the Israelite baby boys, God protected them through two Israelite midwives. One of those protected baby boys was named Moses. God protected him when his mom floated him down the river in a basket, and Pharaoh's own daughter found him and raised him in the palace. But when Moses saw an Egyptian beating an Israelite slave and ended up killing the Egyptian, he ran away to a place called Midian. He lived there many years, taking care of the sheep, and God called to him from a burning bush, saying that he wanted to use Moses to bring the slaves out of Egypt to worship God. When Moses and his brother Aaron did come before Pharaoh, Pharaoh only made the slaves work harder instead of letting them go. When Moses' staff turned into a snake, Pharaoh got his magicians to turn their staffs into snakes but Moses' staff ate the other snakes. Pharaoh's heart was hard, just like God said it would be, and he refused to let the Israelites go. Our story today is about how God shows his power through Moses, so let's get started. And if you'd like to follow along or read the story later, it starts in Exodus chapter 7. God told Moses, in the morning, I want you to go out to the Nile River where Pharaoh is. Take that staff that was a snake and tell Pharaoh, Remember the Lord, the God of the Israelites? He wants you to let his people go to serve and worship him in the desert. God said, You haven't obeyed, so I'm going to turn all your water into blood. All the fish in the Nile River are going to die and it will stink. And when Aaron stretches out the staff, not just the water in the river will become blood, but also in all the water jars and bowls, canals and ponds. And that's what Moses and Aaron did. When the staff struck the Nile, God turned all the water to blood. The fish died, the water stank, and they couldn't drink it. But Pharaoh called his magicians, and they turned some water into blood too. So Pharaoh decided not to listen to Moses. The Egyptians had to dig along the Nile River to find water that they could drink. God told Moses to go to Pharaoh seven days later and say, This is what the Lord says, Let my people go to serve me. Otherwise, I will send frogs into your land. Frogs will come out of that 
Nile River and come into your houses and bedrooms, in your beds, ovens, and cooking pots. No one will be free from the frogs jumping all over them. God told Moses what to do, and Aaron stretched his staff over the river and waters, and the frogs came and covered the land of Egypt. When Pharaoh told the magicians to do the same, they brought frogs too. But Pharaoh called Moses and Aaron and said, I want you to beg the Lord to take away the frogs. Then I will let the people go to sacrifice to him. Moses said, When would you like me to ask the Lord to do it? Pharaoh said, Tomorrow. Moses said, I will do it so that you will know that there is no one like the Lord our God. All the frogs will stop coming. And when Moses asked the Lord to remove them, he did. The frogs all died in people's houses, yards, and in the fields. And when the people gathered them up in dead piles, they stank. But when Pharaoh saw that the frogs weren't coming anymore, he hardened his heart and wouldn't listen to Moses and Aaron. So God said to Moses, Tell Aaron to strike the dusty ground with the staff, and it will become clouds of tiny gnats. When he did, the gnats flew all over the people and animals in the land. When Pharaoh's magicians tried to make gnats, they couldn't. They told Pharaoh, this is the finger of God. But Pharaoh wouldn't listen, just as God had said he wouldn't. God told Moses, get up early, and when Pharaoh goes out to the river, tell him, him, let my people go and serve me. Otherwise, I will send swarms of flies on you and the people and into all your houses and over the whole ground. But I won't send any flies to Goshen, where the Israelite slaves live, because I want you to know that I am the Lord above anyone or anything else on earth. It will happen tomorrow. And that is exactly what God did. Flies covered everything and ruined the land of Egypt. Pharaoh called Moses and Aaron and said, Okay, go sacrifice to your God, but do it in my land. Moses said, That won't work, because when the Egyptians see us, they will stone us. We have to travel three days into the desert and sacrifice in the way God tells us to. Pharaoh said, I'll let you go, just don't go very far. Tell the Lord to take away the flies. Moses said, I'll ask the Lord to take away the flies tomorrow. But don't lie again by not letting us go to sacrifice to the Lord. When Moses prayed, God took away the flies. Not even one was left. But Pharaoh hardened his heart and didn't let them go. So God told Moses to go to Pharaoh again, saying, God says, let my people go and serve me. If you refuse, I will send a terrible plague on your horses, donkeys, camels, herds, and flocks but I will protect all the Israelite animals. It will happen tomorrow. The next day, the Egyptians' animals started dying, but when Pharaoh went to check on the Israelites' animals, they were all still alive, but it didn't change Pharaoh's heart. God said to Moses and Aaron, Grab handfuls of ash and throw them up in the air in front of Pharaoh. When it falls, painful sores will cover all the people of Egypt and their animals. When they did, everyone was covered in sores, even the magicians. But Pharaoh still didn't listen. So God said to Moses, 
get up early in the morning and tell Pharaoh, God says, let my people go to serve me. Otherwise, I will send all my plagues on you and your people so that you may know that there is none like me in all the earth. I could have just killed you all, but I am letting you live and rule as Pharaoh to show my power so that people all over the earth would know my name. You are too proud to let my people go. So I will send such heavy hail, heavier than has ever fallen before on your land. If you don't bring your animals and workers in from the fields to safe shelter, they'll be killed. Some of Pharaoh's servants feared God's words and put their slaves and animals in their houses, but others left them out in the fields. When Moses stretched out his staff toward the sky, Thunder rumbled, and lightning and hail fell from the sky. The hail pounded down everything in the fields and Egypt, people and animals, and every plant and tree. But in Goshen, where the Israelites were, there was no hail. Pharaoh called Moses back and said, I've sinned this time. God isn't is right. Beg God to take away the hail, and I will let you go. Moses said, When I leave the city, I will stretch out my hands. The thunder and hail will stop so that you may know that the Lord owns the earth. But I know that you don't fear the Lord yet. When Moses left and that storm stopped, Pharaoh sinned again and hardened his heart along with his servants and didn't let the people go. God told Moses, go to Pharaoh again because I've wanted to show my signs of power so that you can tell your son and grandson the powerful signs I did so that you and they may know that I am the Lord. Moses and Aaron obeyed saying, this is what God says. How long will you refuse to humble yourself before me? Let my people go and serve me, or I will send grasshoppers tomorrow, so many of them that they will cover the land and eat everything the hail didn't destroy. Then he left. Pharaoh's servant said to Pharaoh, How long is this guy going to torture us? Why don't you let the Israelite men go? Don't you see that Egypt is ruined? So they went and got Moses and Aaron again. Pharaoh said, Who exactly do you want to go to this sacrifice? Moses said, We will all go, from babies to old people, and our animals to hold a feast to celebrate God. But Pharaoh said, No way I will let you all go. You are probably planning something evil. Only the men can go to serve the Lord. Now get out of here. So God told Moses to stretch out his hand over the land, and he did. And a wind carried the grasshoppers across the whole land, more than anyone had or ever would see again. The land was dark with their bodies, and they ate every green plant or tree in sight. Pharaoh hurriedly called Moses and Aaron to him and said, I've sinned against God and you. Forgive me only this once and beg God to take these deadly grasshoppers from me. So Moses did, and God sent a wind to blow the grasshoppers into the sea. Not one grasshopper was left. But Pharaoh still didn't let them go. So God told Moses to stretch out his hand to heaven. So Moses did, and there was pitch darkness in all of Egypt for three days, so dark it could be felt. 
No one could see each other, and everyone stayed home. But in the Israelites' place, there was light. Pharaoh told Moses, Go, serve the Lord. Your little ones can go too, but just leave your flocks and herds behind. But Moses said, We have to have sacrifices to bring to God. We don't know which ones he wants us to sacrifice, so we must bring them all. Pharaoh said, Get away from me. If I see your face again, you will die. God told Moses, I'm going to send just one more plague on Pharaoh and all Egypt, and then he will let you go and send you away completely. And next week, we're going to talk about what that plague was all about. But let's go back to the beginning of our story and look at the choices that were made. Moses decided to obey God, even after Pharaoh's magicians imitated some of the plagues God sent. He told Pharaoh the same message each time, that God wanted his people to go and serve him in the desert. Each time God told Moses and Aaron to do something, they did it. And God turned the water into blood, sent frogs, gnats, flies, a plague to kill the animals, sores, hail, grasshoppers, and darkness. Pharaoh decided to send his magicians to do plagues too, but after the frogs, they couldn't do them anymore. A few times, Pharaoh promised that if God would take away the plague, he would let the Israelites go to worship him. But each time, he chose to harden his heart and not let them leave. The magicians chose to recognize that these things were coming from God, but Pharaoh wouldn't listen. He tried to get the Israelites to sacrifice inside the land of Egypt, or just send the men, or go without their animals, but Moses insisted that they had to do it God's way. When God said he was going to send hail to destroy the land, some of Pharaoh's servants chose to obey God's words and put their slaves and animals in their houses but others chose to leave them outside where they were killed by the hail. Even when Pharaoh chose to say that he had sinned after the hail came and wanted Moses to beg him to ask and wanted Moses to ask God to stop the storm, he sinned again by not letting the people go. Eventually, Pharaoh told them there was no way he was going to let them all go and told Moses and Aaron to get out of his sight. So what choices could have been made? Could Moses and Aaron have gotten frightened when the magicians imitated some of the plagues and just gone home? Could they have gotten frustrated that Pharaoh wasn't listening and kept lying to them and give up, deciding that he would never listen? That even God wasn't strong enough to make Pharaoh change his mind? What about Pharaoh? Each time a plague came, could he have seen the pain everyone was experiencing and just let them go? God knew Pharaoh wouldn't listen until the last plague and was using Pharaoh's stubbornness to show his power. God had promised to rescue his people and he would do exactly what he said. He could have just killed the Egyptians and let the Israelites go free, but he let Pharaoh keep ruling through all those plagues to show God's power so that people all over the earth would know God's great name. Some of the Egyptians did recognize God's power when they brought in their animals and servants before God sent the hail. God could have let the Israelites experience all the plagues with the Egyptians, but instead he protected them from most of the plagues. They could see the terrible things that were happening and that they had a special safety. So 
does God still want his power to be known over the earth? He's still the same strong God. So how is Jesus an even better rescuer for us? Are we supposed to go around telling people that they need to follow God or he will send frogs in their beds? It's true that the injustice and bad things in the world will be punished eventually. But if Jesus hadn't come, we would deserve that punishment for the unkind and selfish things we've done too. Jesus is a better rescuer because even when people around us don't follow him and may even hurt us or make us feel bad, we can go to Jesus to be our comfort and trust his promise to be with us and that when we die, we will live with him forever on the new earth. Jesus died so that our proud and stubborn hearts could be made soft so that we could see his great power and it would cause us to worship him instead of trying to be as strong as him. And just like Moses prayed to God for Pharaoh when he asked, Jesus prays for us too, so that we can truly know God the Father, and we can pray for others to know him too. Will we remember that God holds all the power, even when we don't like the life we have right now? Even if our siblings or parents make us mad, Will we keep trusting God's promises, even if no one else seems to be obeying him, and even plead for them to know God? Let's pray. God, thank you for loving us, even when we had hard, proud hearts. Thank you for forgiving us and sending your spirit into our hearts to make us more like you. Would you help us to repent when we sin and share your forgiveness with others who don't truly know you. Thank you for being so strong and never leaving us. Amen. Well, guys, thanks for joining me on another episode of the Jesus is Better podcast. Hope to see you next time.